Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. It is your host, Jenna. I am here with Will Bicenis out of South Philadelphia with Fearless Athletics. How are you doing, Will? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, Will, first thing I want to say to you is thank you. Um, I think it always says a lot when a, a busy gym owner is able to kind of step out of their normal routine day to day and hop on and kind of contribute back to the industry in these ways. So I just want to say thank you for joining us today. No problem at all. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Cool. So let's do this, Will. Let's paint the picture, lay out the scene for the listeners to fully get a, um, a slight understanding of what got you into the industry and what has led you to where you're at now, current 2022? Sure. Um, well, what got me into the industry was um, back in around 2006, 2007, I was, um, I was a member of an outdoor boot camp and I was going through a really dark place in my life, both physically uh, as well as mentally. Um, I was dealing with uh, some addiction issues. I was dealing with lots of body injuries. Um, and kind of everything came together as a perfect storm where I was basically handed the opportunity to um, start running some group workouts uh, for a buddy of mine um, who was moving out of state and needed somebody to take over his programming. Um, he invited me into his home, taught me everything he knew, um, told me where to go to get certifications, um, gave me a framework of what he'd been doing that I could build off of. Um, and I thought I was just going to do it for fun for like a couple months, you know, make a little hobby out of it. And, and here we are 15 years later and I've got my own CrossFit affiliates um, and, and we're kicking ass and um, I'm trying to give the same opportunity to other people within our community too. Yeah, no, that's awesome for sure. And I think, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's that same space you were in where it's, you know, the mental headspace correlates into the physical you know, as well. It's like they, they very much so go hand in hand. And um, that's the same thing. What got me into the industry, just working out myself is just, you know, not mentally being in a great space, which trickled into physically that it was showing. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. Awesome. Well, 15 years in the game and that's pretty exciting. Um, so let's walk the listeners through your business model itself. So what all services do you offer classes, a day in the life of, of fearless athletics. Sure. We're uh, all group classes and we do offer some personal training as well, but by far the, the bulk of our programming is, is group classes. Um, and we are based in the CrossFit style of working out. And um, we sort of do a, a little hybrid model right now since COVID came around and we were forced into some class restrictions before we had had a CrossFit class that was pure CrossFit. We had a barbell only um, and then we had, uh, we called it intensity, which is more closer to a boot camp. Um, and when COVID came around, we had this unique opportunity to figure out how do you service all these members, but only allow eight people in the gym at a time. Right. Exactly. So we, we found a way to, um, create a hybrid class where people could still get those biases that they wanted, um, and still work out together as a group. Yeah. And it's been working really well for us. And that's, that's how we're operating in. We've actually been asked to continue that once all of our restrictions are lifted. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think that is one of the biggest silver linings that I have noticed within the fitness industry from the pandemic is the online platform. You know, it's always been a thing and it's always been around, but I think the, the pandemic really brought it to a forefront because there was a time people literally could not go in person to their facility. So a lot of, of gym owners now have, in, you know, included that now, even though they're they're back in person in the brick and mortar, because they realize, wow, I, I can actually, in person, I can't be everywhere at once. I can't service, you know, people that aren't within a certain rate Radius, a, a you know, a driving distance that they're comfortable with, right? So the online allows you could realistically even work with people in different states if it made sense for them, if they hear about you, and you can you can be a lot of different places at once in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of online. So that's really exciting for sure. So let's kind of touch into that. So um, how many current members do you have? Well, I'm not even if you kind of split it with between online and then in person, or if you sum them together? Uh, Well, we've actually taken away the online presence of it, and we've kept the hybrid classes uh, as in-person because we're focusing on what we do best right now. And I'd say we have about 125 members. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then have those varied any since the pandemic? Are those, you know? Oh, yeah, significantly. When the pandemic started, we uh, had been over 200 members. Okay. and when we came back, we had 89. Okay. So it was, yeah. we're, we're growing and returning. A lot of the members are coming back. Yeah. Um, getting, getting a lot of new people as well who have been trying new workout things since their gyms had closed. Right. Um, and so, so it's, a, it's a good mix of people that are coming in. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's making me excited too. Yeah, for sure. Getting to kind of switch things up from, yeah, that, that's super exciting. So we were, we were previously pre-pandemic around 200 members. Is the ultimate goal to get back to that 200 member range? Um, or are we happy with where we're sitting right now? My ultimate goal is to bring us up to capacity, which would be 300 members. And okay. so I put that into a two to three year plan. Yeah. And by the end of this year, I'd like to be right at the pre-pandemic range. Yeah, no, for sure. So is it... Um, so my, my question to you, I kind of want to pick your brain on this is sometimes, you know, people are like, yep, let's get the, the facility to full capacity, right? So in your case, 300 members. Um, but then I notice that there's other models that will kind of go more towards the 150, 160, 200 range, but then have additional services to ascend their current client into to almost kind of you know, even it out from a revenue standpoint, right? So are mm-hmm. you offering any sort of like ascension services, whether that's nutrition, accountability, supplements, anything like that? We are working on bringing some of those back. Nice, um, yeah. We'll be bringing back our nutrition program. Um, we're uh, putting a higher focus on personal training for members mm-hmm. um, rather than trying to get just the individual personal training client solely. Yeah. Um, and um things like uh, group events and workshops. Yeah, no, for sure. And that, that's one thing I've really noticed a lot of CrossFit facilities are, are transitioning into is, is really focusing on that one-on-one, you know, whether it's, um, I've, I've seen a mixture of some CrossFit boxes doing the one-on-one to kind of sharpen the sword on a snatch or a clean and jerk or whatever it may be. Um, or they take it the route of people that want to do more of like a, like a general fitness hit, you know, like, you know, bicep curls, whatever it may be, but having, having those options, because sometimes people 
one need it for the accountability and they, they need, you know, your uninvited attention for, you know, whatever period of time to, to really grow and excel. So you guys are honing in on that more of getting into the, the one-on-ones. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, so we're, we're at 125. We're wanting to get to 200 members. That's awesome. So what are we doing right now actively to get new faces to the door, to you know, aid in that success of getting to full capacity if that's the goal? Uh, our primary focuses at the moment are member referrals. Um, so we have a member referral program where if their friend joins, they get a month free. Right. Um, and then we're... Uh, doing some very selective marketing through Facebook, mm -hmm. um, focusing only on our introductory program. So trying to get the people who are going to be new to CrossFit. Um, and then we use our social media just for just general marketing. Right, for sure. Yeah, so let's touch on the, the referrals. It's interesting because I know a lot of times most facilities grow from word of mouth, referrals. Um, do you have like any way to track those referrals or know how many people on average monthly are you seeing new from those that referral brief system? Yeah, we um, can track the way the payment is made. Um, so when uh, a membership payment is made for a member that we have like a special option that says it was paid offline, it was a referral credit. Okay. And we get to, to run it that way and know that, you know, we paid like five referral credits this month. Okay, gotcha. So with that being said, it's interesting because kudos to you for tracking it and having a system to track it because it's not always the case. So it's like, well, how do you really know, you know, in what ways you're growing or need to grow or what you need to do if you're not tracking even the referral. So kudos to you to having a system in place for that. Um, so with that being said, how many, how many new faces on average are we seeing right now from the referrals you think monthly? Well, we just, we just started it back up. So I'm saying we're seeing an average of about two a month right now. Okay. Um, you know, but I'm saying that that's successful because what we did was for the first time in like two years, we did a bring a friend day where we had, you know, the workout was designed specifically for somebody who might be newer. Yeah. Um, and our members got to bring a friend and work out with them. And uh, only four people took advantage of it. But out of those four, two people joined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's I mean, pretty cool. I call it a win. And, it, and it makes sense as well within CrossFit, right? Because, you know, usually on Saturdays or whatever day, you know, you're doing partner workouts or, you know, some sort of like a team workout. So that seems like a, a great moment to be like, Hey, let's bring a friend day, bring someone that's never been here before. That's a great like referral based system right there in itself. Um, okay. Gotcha. So, um, and then I know that you said that we're doing some minor, you know, Facebook advertising, things like that. And I feel like, you know, you probably know as well as I do that word of mouth is great. It gets you your OG clients. It gets you people that really stick around, but it's slow. It's a slow trickle. And on top of that, it's uncontrollable. Um, mm -hmm. Where we know paid advertising is more of like, okay, let's speed it up this month. Let's slow it down this month. What right now are you, um, how many new faces are you seeing from that? from the advertising that you have out currently? Honestly, it's hard to tell. I, uh, I have another guy from our gym do it for me. Gotcha. Um, and I haven't gotten any reports recently. 
Well, that's, yeah, you're like, um, I want to check on that. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. follow, follow through is important. That's, that's my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Follow through is important. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I always say to people, you know, um, if you're going to dabble in digital marketing, one, do it with an expert. And I say that because it's like most, you know, gym owners do not have the time or the money to research and play around with it to just essentially throw money down the toilet. If that's how you, I mean, essentially mm -hmm. that's, that can be what happens. Right. So I always say, find an expert, find someone that has success. Um, and, and three that are able to, to spend millions of dollars in research on their end to make sure that they're hitting the right target for you. They're hitting the right audience, the right radius, the right demographic for what you want at your facility. And my mm -hmm. second rule of thumb with marketing is if you're not at least like a bare minimum getting a three to one return. So meaning putting a hundred bucks in getting $300 back out, it's probably not worth it. And you should probably just stick to word of mouth at that point. Right. Um, right. Because you're growing at the same speed as word of mouth but then said you're paying to to grow at the same speed right and so mm -hmm. right okay cool so um okay interesting interesting so from there what i always like to ask people and i think this is a super beneficial question for the listeners um is what is a current bottleneck that you're experiencing you know you've been in the game 15 years but i would i would love to know more so what's the what's the bottleneck on the forefront right now that you're you're actively trying to clear out of the way um, there's two. One is that the uh, fitness industry itself has changed significantly since COVID started. Yes. Um, you know, the, the way members expect to have their products delivered um, and, you know, whether or not, you know, the, their objections about joining are completely different. And it's now, you know, less about the program itself and, and more about what are you going to do to make sure I'm well taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, staying consistent to that and and really presenting ourselves as you know being concerned for the for the member um throughout their whole life rather than just the hour they're in the gym yeah um, is something that's important and and the other is um the sense of community that is often so strong in group fitness programs um has dissolved somewhat um it's not gone but it's much harder to manage when you basically are like everybody's got to be three feet away from each other and you've got to use the time before and after class to clean things up and and all that um right. so it like takes away that time to just like chit chat with your friends yeah and it just right. it's it's built to be like don't interact with anyone yeah and that's totally opposite of of how we operate so um we're trying to find interesting and creative ways to you know, get people to continue to interact, even if they're not in each other's faces. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to touch on the first point that you made, yeah, I mean, the, the fitness industry is very much so different now. And I think, you know, what it brought to the forefront is probably what we should have focused on all along. And that is the, the, the member, the, the client and kind of what they feel and what they want rather than what our product or service can do for them. You know what I mean? And one of the biggest things that I notice when it comes to fulfillment and retention or even the sales process to get new people is we, we think cause we're in the fitness industry that we, we don't need to be salesmen. We don't want to feel that way, but realistically 
we are essentially always selling someone into why this facility is the best choice they could ever make for their life. Mm -hmm. So with, with that being said, I think what is lacked in that process sometimes when it goes to the sales process and then into actually keeping them is we never really ask the client why they're there. What do they want? You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're very quick to be like, Hey, here's a cookie cutter solution to fix your problem that I didn't even ask you about. Right. So yeah. you know what I mean? So I always say like, we should really, really hone in on a diagnostic sales approach where we're always selling that person to their goal, because if we're selling them to their goal, they're going to feel like one, they're heard and two, like they're actually going to get to their goal. Um, and then in the ways we can do that is by challenges or nutrition, accountability, whatever it may be. And that's my next point to you is when it comes to that bonding of the class and COVID kind of putting a Delta in between that, right. Is have you ever considered maybe doing like, um, team challenges or like where people get to kind of have like a team of four or something where I, I couldn't even tell you exactly how it could be formulated, but something that kind of can keep people bantering, even if it's in a group text or something to just kind of bring people back together. Yeah, we have, we have done some of that. We, um, we recently uh, worked with the Alzheimer's association on a, on a team walkathon That's and cool. we created a fearless team for that. Um, we have brought back some partner workouts that are easy to be managed where yeah. you don't have to like be touching the same equipment um, and, and things like that. But uh, we've even brought back our icebreakers of like, you know, just who are you? How long you've been a member yeah. here? And what's the question of the day kind yeah. of thing um, just to get people talking again. And I'll when I'm coaching, I'll literally go out on the floor and be like, you know, you guys, when you're resting in between your work sets, it's totally okay to say hi to the person next to you because <laughs> they need, just need that reminder. Yeah. That this is what we're really here for. Yeah. Um, no. And yeah. I saw it work this morning. I mean, people were, you know, not working specifically together, but they were chatting and laughing. And that's the thing that I'd been missing. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a, even like a good idea. Like you said, having like an icebreaker or even like a question of the class, right? Like you start the class by, I have a question. I want to hear your guys' answer. Cool. Let's like get a little bit of banter going and then let's get into the workout, you know, to kind of break that ice. I think that's a great idea actually. Cause I think a lot of people are in the same boat that you're in right now with things are just different. The vibes different that, you know, it's just, you know, cause life is, is different since COVID and um, but it's just kind of about how to bring that community back together for sure. But, okay. So next thing I want to kind of transition into here with you, Will, is what is a, a current goal that you're chasing? And, and I'm going to frame it in a way of, if you could wave a magic wand, like something off the wall, if you could just snap your fingers and it's here right now, what would that be for the business? Hmm. If I could wave a magic wand mm -hmm. and have the business be just the way I want it to be, um, there wouldn't be a whole lot of changes, actually. Mm -hmm. um, there would just be uh, more people taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really what I need. You know, when I sign up a member, my goal is to have them become a member for life. Yep. Um, so I would like to expend, extend the retention, average retention time for each member. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, 
better predict um, when they might be leaving and why um, mm -hmm. and be a little more proactive around that. Yeah. Um, and then just keep it out. You know, we, we discovered long ago that our, our perfect point to be at capacity and not lose the community vibe is around 300 members. So mm -hmm. to just get there and be able to maintain that. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Great goal for sure. It's just ultimately we want to make sure that their lifetime value is forever <laughs> if you can. Right. Um, and yep. then, you know, when people do leave, like having a system in place, that's like, well, why, you know, it's something we could do different, you know, being able to actually keep track of that and record of that to see if there's a common outlier or something that's like repeating, you know, I think that's a very good goal and a realistic goal. Um, Okay, cool. So um, my last question to you here, we're kind of nearing the endish of our time. So what I would love for you to do is any piece of advice that you feel like you can contribute and give to the listeners, or even if it correlates into something back that you wish someone would have said to you in the beginning of this journey, um, that could be very helpful. Um, my biggest advice is to to know the client that you want to serve mm -hmm. and really work towards providing the best product you can for them mm -hmm. because there are a million different ways to do fitness right. and none of them are wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to find the one that you're passionate about and that you really believe in mm -hmm. and the members that you attract will be the ones that believe in that too. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll also provide you a, a really good way to have members self-select who, who wouldn't be a good fit for your community right? because they're like, oh, I don't like working out this way, right? which is, which is fine. They don't need to, and they'll find something that's good for them. Um, so, you know, we, we spent some time trying to be all things to everyone and it just watered down our product. Mm -hmm. You know, once, once we were like, okay, we're a strength bias gym. Um, and that's the way we operate. Uh, and we were able to tailor our programming that way. Um, we also knew that uh, we and our members were also uh, very into high volume workouts. So we pack a lot in during a week. Um, some people don't want that, mm -hmm. but the ones that are there, they love it and they want more of it. All right. And they let me know if it's the week's too easy, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is good. Um, so yeah, just, you know, believe in your product, believe in yourself mm -hmm. and, and stick to it. Yep. You know, don't let the, whatever the trend is, you know, dictate how you're programming, but also be open to the fact that things do change. Yep. You got to be able to evolve definitely in this industry. I mean, COVID is a perfect example of that, you know? Um, yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing that you said with that is just being able to I want to touch back on your goal ultimately, because I really like that. And I want people to, to hone in on this is because I actually don't hear people answer that this goal often, which is like, I want to know why people are, are leaving or how can we, how can we make sure that we know why, or how can we maybe ask the right questions to maybe get them to stay? You know what I mean? All about being proactive about it um, mm -hmm. rather than, I believe it's reactive where you're reacting after the fact. So how can we make sure we're proactive in a lot of those things? That's something that I don't hear people talk about often. So I like that you touched on that. I want to highlight again that for the listeners to really hone in on that when they go into a new 
facility or even in their current facility. Like if you're having a, a problem with maybe retention or a high churn rate and you're really wanting to fix that 2022, find out why people are leaving track, how many people are leaving, know your numbers. Like that's huge. So um, yeah, Will, what I would love for you to do as well is tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. That way, if they are in the South Philadelphia area that they can give you a follow, come check you guys out. Would love for you to. Sure. Our our, uh, website is fearlessathletics.com and on uh, Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at fearlessphl. Alrighty. Awesome. Awesome. And Will, again, I want to thank you very much so for coming and joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is great. Awesome. Awesome. And then Jim Lords, I hope you guys gained some value from today's episode. If you liked what you heard, like, and subscribe on all of your favorite listening platforms. If you want to take it a step further from there and be our next guest, definitely fill out the application form below. Again, guys, we have Will here with Fearless Athletics out of South Philadelphia. And Will, again, it was a pleasure having you today. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And Jim Lords, we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Kevin from Kilo Barbell Club in Arizona. What's up, Kevin? How are you today? Hey, how's it going? Doing well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so let's just jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? So... I actually started with CrossFit at 14 and um, I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be a part of anything like that. And um, it grew on me for sure. And by (laughs) 16, I wanted to be a coach, but I wasn't allowed to. I had to be 17 to be a coach um, for CrossFit and for Olympic weightlifting. So I waited till I was 17 and started coaching. And from there, I just knew that I wanted to own a gym, but um, I wanted to go to college first. So I tried to go to college, took one semester. And then my parents were like, you know what? You're spending all this money on college. Why don't we just open the gym? You have a good coach at the moment. And unfortunately that fell apart, but still open the gym. And we've been open since January of um, 2019, 20, yeah, something like that, 2019. Okay. All right. So yeah. you uh, jumped right into things young. Yeah. You found something I, uh, that you were passionate about and kind of ran with it. Yep. I am uh, not even 23 yet. I'm turning 23 next month. Wow. All right. That's awesome. I mean, good for you. Um, Just kind of, you know, taking the leap, jumping right into it and you're able to learn by doing now. Yeah. For the most part, I didn't do a lot of certifications. I don't have the knowledge of a lot of people, but I just do it by learning from others at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Good for you. So as far as your business model goes, are you offering 
one-on-one -on -one training, semi-privates, groups. How does that work for you? So what we do is we do a one-by-one or one-on-one. -on -one. And um, the way we go about it is I have people come in. I like to have them like, uh, I like to talk to them one-on-one -on -one in person. If not with my online stuff, I'll just shoot the messages through my Instagram, but I'll just have them come in in person. I'll establish like if they have any um, like problems with their body, like if they have a torn ACL or something, we can work around something like that so that I can program efficiently for them specifically. I have a lot of open hour times where they come in and they do their personal pro programming that I have supplied on an app and they just come in when, during that time and we get the workout done. Awesome. Okay. So you take more of a diagnostic approach in the beginning, sitting down with them, getting to know them, determining if they have any type of ailments or past injuries that you have to modify for and designing a program around that. So uh, more of a tailored approach to yeah. your clients. Okay. And then, so you also have an online platform. Is that something that you're just developing now? Is that something that helped get you through COVID? What's that looking like? So it actually didn't help me go through COVID. Um, COVID was a whole entire scenario of its own. We were uh, told to close by the city, but then when we contacted the city, um, the actual like person in charge of telling us to close or not said, hey, you're not a a, a big enough gym that we're going to allow you specifically you to stay open so we are allowed to stay open during the first closure then they reopened and then they closed again but the governor said this time any place that makes you physically better you have to close and so unless you are a youth clients you just had to close so i had a full football team of, uh i got, was super blessed super lucky that i got a full football team of kids and i had a, like a bunch of youth athletes already coming in uh, during that second closure. And so we managed to stay um, probably like 60% down still, but still making something. So wow, we did that. But the online program um, I just started up, it's on an app called Train Heroic. And um, a lot of Olympic weightlifters use it. And so I use that for my personal programming with my clients in-house, but it's also good to um, post any of your programs that you just have like created already. And you can post those on there. And I sell those on there for like anywhere between 15 and like $40 at the maximum for like a three month program. It was $40, but um, it's a good way to grab more people's attention and then to have them come and then reach out to you personally and be like, Hey, I wanted to continue to do this. What, what do I want to do? What can we do? Right. Absolutely. And it allows you to reach more people too, without the limitations of zip codes, you know, you can right. help people from anywhere using that platform. So that's great. Um, as far as your client base goes currently, how many clients are you serving right now? Uh, it's really between 20 and 30 uh, during the fall slash winter. And then it bumps up um, quite a bit during the um, summer because of um, students. I get so yeah. many students during the summer that it bumps our numbers up. Okay. And all right. All those football so, players that are looking for weightlifting for something to keep them better for um, that sport. Yeah, absolutely. And is that a large part of what you do, the athletic training? Yeah. So um, when I came into this, um, I was already coaching a few youth athletes. And so I already knew like what, like how to talk to them because I, could relate to them I'm young enough to relate to most of them so right. I knew how to talk to them and I would just 
mess around with them. Like uh, I knew how to joke around and get them to stay motivated. So that was a great way to keep them around. I actually have some people on the complete other spectrum. I have grandmothers com like competing in powerlifting right now at 70 years old with me. So that's, that's pretty awesome. fun too. I love that. Yeah. So I was, that was my next question, you know, as far as, um, are you working with general population as well? So I'll take that as a yes. That's also yeah. something that you offer. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say like 75% of my clients are females and it's between the ages of 30 and 45 is those females. And then I have a few that are above that in the 1670 uh, range. Awesome. Okay. So as far as getting new people in your door, acquiring new clients, what are you doing to grow the membership base? Are you doing mostly organic advertising or using Facebook, Instagram, um, are you doing any type of paid advertising? What does that look like? So at the moment with COVID, uh, the way it is, we don't want to spend too much money on the advertisements and we never really trusted them to work too well in our favor anyways, especially being the, the diverse gym that we are. So a lot of the time we do like, like a lot of it is references for like people from in-house that are recommending us and that's great. But also what surprised me a lot, and obviously I'm new to business, so I didn't really understand that, but Google is like a big hit for us. Like we get yeah. so many calls so many emails. Um, I set up a thing on our website um, where they can go on there, apply. And so we say apply because it, we try and draw more attention by making it feel like you actually need to apply to be in this gym versus it being just something like, um, like anyone can join, like any EOS or anything like that, like a global gym. We wanted it to be a little bit more special. So we changed the word to an application or apply to be into the gym. But usually I just contact all of those people and be like, hey, you're looking for this. We can do that. I want you to come in first so we can establish what's good for you. Right. Absolutely. That exclusivity definitely helps, you know, when looking for new clients, whether it be limiting the amount of spots that you have available or using a word like apply. Um, yeah, that can make a big difference as far as exclusivity goes. So that's a, a good move. Um, as far as your goals go over the next six months to a year or so, what specifically are you focused on within the business? So we have a few youth athletes drop like move and unfortunately that sucks, but we do want to continue to gain that part because I did have four youth nationals, uh, four, four youth athletes qualify for youth nationals this past year alone. And I've already had youth athletes compete prior. So I love like the coaching, like competitions. That's probably one of my favorite things to do. And that's probably why I'm still a coach is because the competitions just motivate me to be better. And it motivates me to actually continue to work out because I'm like, these guys are catching up to me. So yeah. Um, Keeps you on your toes. And, um, I've been going a lot for uh, people that just need to get back into the gym. So I've been doing simple programming where it's just like three days a week, just getting you back into the gym, maybe two days a week if people can like have a really hard time getting into the gym. And so I offer programs for two or three days a week so that you can just get into the gym and do something. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, the people that are looking to kind of get back into working out post COVID, um, programming them with something simple to just start moving their body yes. and getting back into yeah. 
working out again or getting into working out for the first time as well. I'm sure that you've had yeah. some of those people coming in as well. So yep. that okay. was, those are interesting ones. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> um, so as far as the the way that you're getting new clients in your door now, how many new clients per month on average would you say that you're seeing currently? Uh, it's, it's not too many. It's really not. I mean, uh, I get about 10 hits on the Google page. I mean, I have, I have about three, three, 4,000 views on the Google page every month, but, mm -hmm. uh, about 10 of them reach out through the website. I have about like 10 reach out through phone and I'll probably be able to grab like five or six of them in and then retaining them is just the thing because a lot of them really don't understand, uh, progression, like the progression of the programming and style. And so like the way I do the programming is where it's like the first week is like the start out week, it's light, but then you do the same thing the next week, just slightly heavier, the same thing the next week and the same thing the next week, but you build off of that for four weeks and then you change the programming up. And a lot of people don't understand that's how, like how you can do some type of programming. And so they like to just go and be like, oh, I can go to a CrossFit gym and do something else. And then they end up hurting themselves. Beside the point. Right. Yeah. I think that's something that comes up a lot with um, CrossFit box owners is that a lot of times people get the wrong idea about CrossFit itself um, along the lines of thinking that it's just about throwing around as much weight as you possibly can and then injuring yourself. So a lot of right. people have that idea associated with CrossFit. So I can also understand why they wouldn't get the whole progression within their training because i don't know yeah. maybe they come in thinking that they just go to that heavy weight right um they're but used to like they're used to being a personal trainer where it's the personal trainer is giving them some type of workout some type of way and it's different every time and i don't see how that progresses you well, like at a fast rate. And so I like to stay away from that and keep you on a, a design program that can build these right. movements for four weeks and then change the aspect. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Builds uh, with the exercises that you're doing, you know, develop some muscle there and then move on to other things. I mean, it makes sense, but um, yeah. so do you find that you're, do you have a high turnover rate as far as your members go or is that something that you're trying to address or? So the turnover rate's not too crazy. Um, I like to say that we have a good community here and that's why like a lot of the people that are here already stay here. Like, I mean, most of the members that are here have been here for years, like from the start. Um, and then the people that have gone are the people like the, those people that came in from Google tried us out for like a six months or something like that and they're like yeah. this isn't really what I want like um quite recently I had a guy come from CrossFit and they're just like wanting to build on weightlifting and then they kind of dipped when they saw that they were doing a little better so it's, I mean it's it's completely weird for me yeah I'm, I, like <laughs> I said I'm new to this so I, I still don't understand most of the ins and outs but I'm trying to learn right yeah absolutely so as far as your memberships go, do you offer a 12-month membership, a six-month membership? Are you month-to-month? -month? How does that work? 
So I like to do month to month, um, six months and uh, the 12 months are a little scary to me. It's being a new business owner. Um, so I like to do the month to month and we do it based off of um, how many days a week you want to work out. So I always uh, have the open gym membership available and that allows you to just come in whenever you want. But then from two days to five days, I offer um, a staggered difference in pricing based off of how many days you come in for each of those. So it starts off with like, open gym plus two days a week is $75 and that'll go all the way up to 155 at the top level. Okay. And what does the top level include? So the top level is the five days a week. So it's five days a week of custom programming. And that's usually for, um, a lot of my Ollie guys like to do that. So the guys that really are interested in competing and being mm -hmm. strong in the, the two Olympic lifts, they'll do that. Um, other than that, it's the open gym membership. So if you needed to come on like a day off and just do some cardio or something like that, it's all up to you. Um, just let me know or whatever is all I ask from them. So they come in, do uh, some biking or some cardio or whatever they need to get mm -hmm. done on that off day. Okay. All right. So that kind of includes everything, allows the most freedom within the membership to kind of yes. do whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, one question that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing within your business right now, today, what would that be and why? Honestly, I, I don't like the space that we're in. Like, it's great. It's a great space, but um, we rushed into getting into it probably. And so um, when it was me, my mom and my my other coach um we were we were looking at spots and we were like yeah this is a really good spot but the way we design like the way we spread it out and the way we um like have this unit i just don't like it I, I i feel too cluttered in here i have a lot of equipment so like and i gained more as time came to like i uh my new coach gave me a, a set of blocks that are literally as tall as like my mid chest so I have a pair of blocks that are just standing in one of my platforms and I have a rig in the middle of my gym. So it's like, it, it feels cramped in here sometimes, especially like on those good days, I've had up to 25 people in this gym working out and it's a 1700 square foot gym. It's not roomy for 25 people to work out at the same time, but we right. made it work. We had people working out under the rig doing snatches and stuff. So it was wild, but <laughs> So you're, you're making it work with uh, the amount of space that you have. Is a larger space something that you're interested in in the future? I would love to. So um, my new coach, actually, um, he hit me up and um, he, he basically said, what do you want to see in your future? And so he was, he, he was really trying to help me on the business aspect a while ago. And so he had me brainstorm what I wanted to see in my future. And he was just like, if you had any budget in the world, what would you do? And so I was just like, oh, I would have this. And so I wanted like a loft, lofted business, like um, de like desks upstairs and like my office upstairs where there's window pane glass so I could see down to below and all that shebang. It, was, <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. You can get there. See you in a few years, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. I love it. So. As far as social media goes, as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, specifically, Kilo Barbell Club on Instagram. That's where I post most of my stuff. I've been trying to do YouTube, but I really haven't at the same time. So I need to get on that. But uh, 
YouTube, I want to be more of like a, like a, a vlogging style of YouTube where like maybe we'll do a whole week's worth of like just in the gym and, or like even at a competition like nationally, hopefully. So I might go to Salt Lake City next April. And I might do a, a vlog of that and post it on the YouTube channel to see like awesome. the ends of being in a competition. But then um, other than that, look me up on Train Heroic, um, Kilo Barbell Club on there. I have bunches of programs on there. Um, I just added a few more and I have some team subscriptions. So you can join in on the team subscription. And what that allows you to do is you can just do the workouts with a whole group of people as well. And it's just uh, basic workouts, um, anything between fitness and Olympic weightlifting. Awesome. All right, cool. So make sure you check out Kilo Barbell Club. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin. It's been great having you on the show. Awesome, thank you. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business knowledge. I'm your host, Brent Oliver, and today we're here with uh, Graham Barlow. Say hi, Graham. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So we'll get right into it. If you just want to tell the audience um, the name of your facility and where you're located. Yeah. So it's um, Haven Gym, and we're up in Sheridan, Wyoming. Right on. Cool. So gym ownership is usually um, a pretty unique uh, thing to get into. It's a, it takes a little bit of crazy uh, to, to go down that path of being a gym owner. Um, so tell us a little bit about kind of like what, what the, the events were that led up to your decision of being a gym owner and how did that, how did that whole uh, experience look like for you? Yeah. So um, I've always had a really active lifestyle. I played hockey when I was younger. I grew up on a ranch. Um, I did track in high school. Um, I started lifting, actually doing fitness and gym related things my junior year of high school. Been doing it ever since. Um, uh, it's just been a great experience. But um, the, the biggest thing that made me want to own a gym was uh, with, with fitness and with lifting. It's, I had a lot of mental health issues in the past. And so it's always been something I can rely on, use as a coping skill. And that's kind of where I pulled the name from, too, Haven Gym. Um, it's, it's always been a sanctuary, a haven, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I wanted to provide that accessibility to a facility that has a great community um, and just is exactly what that that specific demographic is looking for in the gym. So, Got it. Got it. Okay. No, that's awesome. Uh, mental health is something that is obviously prevalent um, right now, and it's really not, not talked about enough, uh, and people, you know, search for solutions. So it's 
definitely, you know, me, me and you both uh, understand, you know, fitness and, and the anchor that it provides and like an emotional stability. Uh, so that's really cool that, that it came from, from that kind of place. Yeah. So now um, tell us a little bit about your gym. How is it laid out? What's the, uh, what's the structure? What does the model look like? What kind of services do you offer? Yeah. So um, it's mostly an open gym type. Um, I, I keep it pretty simple, you know, no contracts, cancel whenever you want, sign up month to month, whatever. Um, in Wyoming, we get a lot of traveling work. Um, so people come for the railroad or, you know, they work for six months at a coal mine um, or they have really crazy shifts. So one, when I was opening a gym, I was like, I need 24 seven, not only for all these people I want to bring in as members, but for myself, so I can go in the middle of the night if I want to. Um, and then um, I just wanted to keep it super simple because I've in the past been to gyms, you know, where you have to give them a month heads up before you cancel. Otherwise, you have to pay for two months when you cancel rather than, you know, so I, I just I, a lot of the a lot of the stuff like that irks me. Um, and I was in sales. I worked at a nutrition store for a long time, um, did a bunch of stuff like that. And so building um, building this smaller gym, um, really shooting for a community um, aspect, basically, is what what I really wanted to go for. Um, I heard in one of your other podcasts, um, people like to hear their name. And that's so true. I mean, person, personability is just huge. I mean, if you go in there and you say, you know, there's five people in there, you say hi to every one of them, have, you know, minute, two minute conversation. Every time they talk to someone, they're going to say, you know, this gym's great. Like this guy, you know, go talk to him, you know, just he'll get you set up. And um, so that was kind of what I was going for with the business model, just simple and accessible. And um, yeah. Got it. Got it. Cool. So now in addition to that, into just open gym membership for equipment, is there anything else that you provide? So I do do um, a little personal training. I don't do a whole lot as I have um, a construction company too. So I'm say pretty busy with that. Uh, but uh, I, I do provide some, you know, I coach the powerlifting team at the college here in Sheridan for a while. Um, but usually I only take on one or two clients at a time. Um, but I do contract out personal trainers. So think of it as like a salon where, you know, you rent a chair and then they run a business through your salon. So that's kind of how I present it. Um, one illegally, it removes liability from you. If you have the waivers saying, you know, these personal trainers aren't associated with Haven gym, they're contracting through them. Um, now granted you have to be careful in your, your screening process still then you don't want someone in there. That's going to be like, Oh yeah, we can max out every day on bench. Yeah, we'll be fine. You know, you, you still want to get quality trainers in there, but it kind of removes the responsibility of the liability from the gym and puts it more on the person running the business through you. So I usually just come up with a fee, you know, um, depending on what they want to do, depending on how many clients they have. Um, and then we scale it up from there. You know, if they, if they get, you know, more than eight people, it's X amount, you know, if they get more than 12 people, it's X amount. So I try to really work with people and just make it easy for everybody. Mm. Okay. So you basically tier their like commission split. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, independent contractors are definitely, um, definitely have their pros. Just you know, sit on that for a little bit, you know, Usually when you're opening a gym, you're debating, you know, saving money, um, delegating like liability, right? So going independent route is, is, is good in that way. You don't have to worry. You definitely save on payroll, but then there's the downsides too, that people sometimes don't think about unless they, once they start scaling of like, okay, I don't have power to start like to actually manage these people and manage the quality or tell them to be here during certain hours, right? They're a contractor. Mm -hmm. So they are fully in control of their, their, uh, the quality of the services they're providing. So, um, you know, if you are deciding and speaking for the audience, if you're deciding to go that route, make sure you're fully aware of, of the cons as well as the pros uh, make sure mm -hmm. that, that going that route versus actually hiring employees is, is right for, for what you want. 
Yeah, and it makes the screening process super important. I mean, you don't you want to get someone in there that's competent. I mean, that's at the end of the day what everyone wants in a personal trainer. You don't want to go there for a month and not get see any kind of change or results or feel like you're getting a workout. So, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. All right, so twenty four seven access, membership based, mainly convenience featured, uh, personal training on the side through yourself and independent contractors. You have. You said one uh, trainer other than you? I have, I have one one currently. And um, yeah, so there's quite a few. Most of the gyms actually in this town are personal trainer based. And so, you know, there's a lot more lot more people to pull from in that membership based demographic in my town. So mm, yeah, for sure. Now, have you ever had any more than one? Like had um, I had two up at one point, but I mean, my membership base, I mean, I have about 75 people. So in our towns only, I want to say 25,000 mm. or so. So more than that, I mean, it just gets a bit of, you know, it just kind of floods the market and makes it even harder for people that are good trainers to continue training. So. Yeah, exactly. And just curious, the story behind the one trainer, were they like a member first or did they approach you or did you find them? Um, so yeah, they were a member first. Um, they went on a great weight loss journey. Um, they lost 125 pounds. They played college football. Um, we became really, really good friends. Actually, they lived with me for a little while and um, in my house. And um, yeah, no, I know, I, I like the I like the knowledge they have. Um, I think they provide a good, a good basis. And I, from my observations, obviously it's worked for them. So mm -hmm. now do they do it full time or do they have another job on the side? No, they actually, they work for the city of Sheridan at the water plant too. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Got it. Cool. All right. And now you mentioned briefly that you, you in the past worked at a nutrition store. I'm curious, do you sell any supplements or anything, any kind of products for your gym or no? I don't. Um, I'm a big believer in, um, believing in products. Sorry to put that, that so oh, weird, sure. oddly, but, um, I, you know, I, I'm sure as you know, being a gym owner and being in the fitness industry, there's not a lot of supplements that have a super backed by peer reviewed studies, you know, whatever, um, that are proven to do, you know, it says results may vary, you know, some studies back it, some studies say it doesn't do anything. So I, I usually, if people ask me, I'm, I'm pretty basic with what I tell them. I go, I go the route with, you know, stuff I've tried or stuff I've read vast studies on um, and, and recommend stuff like that. But I, I don't really do a whole lot of um, sales at the gym. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to sell something or shove something down somebody's throat that you don't believe mm -hmm. in, especially when yep. it comes to supplements. It is, I get where you're coming from. And I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page uh, besides the basics of things that have been peer reviewed, like just simply pure creatine mm -hmm. or whey protein yep. or casein protein, like anything that starts getting more complex like that um, can, can muddy the waters a little bit. Yep, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so we'll shift gears a little bit to more of the sales and acquisition side of the business. Um, with it being 24-7, convenience-based, um, I'm curious, you know, what kind of new member acquisition systems do you have paid marketing referrals walk-ins what is the sales like the marketing and the sales process look like for you so you know um small town wyoming um i would say largely 75 percent of any business and i mean any 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 business in this town is word of mouth especially small businesses um so i rely heavily on that for sure and that's why i try to create such a good community you know really be on a personal level with all the members um, because I mean, that just, that makes those members just that much more apt to, you know, tell their friends, they all want to work out together. I mean, it's a social activity, but you don't want it to be too social or you just stand around the whole time. But, um, yeah, so I, I rely heavily on organic, but, um, I do have a amazing, um, SEO guy that does my website and really, um, 
um, button down, you know, how, where I am on Google. <laughs> and so uh, he, he does a great job. I have a message system through the website, um, just a brief overview, you know, kind of some pricing structure, whatever on there, but they, it goes directly to my email. I'll message people. Um, and then it's my personal cell phone that's on the, the Google actually. Nice. So it makes it a little, it makes it more personal. I can text with people I'm working throughout the day. You know, I do it by appointment only and I'm trying to be super flexible there, but I would say 75% is organic. The rest, you know, split between social media and the website. So got it. Okay. So for social media, is it pretty organic? Are you posting? Like what kind of content? Um, you know, no, I, I don't post a whole lot. I'm social media is definitely a great marketing tool. I just have always had a really hard time getting into it. Um, when I worked at the nutrition store, we would do live videos, you know, I do exercise stuff like on there, you know, just get that customer engagement. But I, I just have a hard time doing it because it take it really takes the personal feel away from it. And then I, I, don't, I don't ever want to seem like I'm just trying to sell, sell, sell. Mm -hmm. So I, I really want to focus on, you know, highlighting, I'll post stuff for members where they, you know, they, they post something funny. Like I let dogs come to the gym. So, you know, I just posted yesterday, um, there was a, there was a, there was a gal laying on a bench and her dog was on her chest and it said, yeah, we worked out. So stuff like that, where it's more, you know, highlighting the members in the community we built rather than that sales or deals. Um, I have had good luck doing new year's posts and mm -hmm. marketing. Uh, but I did not do it this year just because I, I, I like the organic marketing more just because it gets, I feel like the right people in there um, and doesn't change the environment, you know, mm -hmm. the, or the community. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to break apart a couple of the things that you said. Um, referrals. So referrals, of course, absolutely. I mean, it's like the gold standard. If you can grow a business solely based on referrals, like that's proof of concept. You've done a fantastic job. You know, retention's fantastic. People are so blown away by the level of service that you have. They can't help but tell all the friends and family. Uh, and it's really the only way of marketing that is compounding, right? That one people tell, tell two and then two tells four and four tells six or eight, uh, et cetera. Um, the thing with referrals is, you know, focus on building a good community, focus on, on having such a high level of service, but it's not uh, completely controllable, right? It's like, I'm going to do as good of a job as I can, and I'm going to hope mm -hmm. and cross my fingers <laughs> that people will tell other people. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, it is what it is, right? It's a good measuring tool to make sure that your business is good enough, um, but it's really businesses growing just that acquire members just on referrals will eventually plateau at a certain point. Um, with SEO and website, that's great that you have that down. Um, SEO is super important uh, to make sure that you're you know, showing on Google and that if people are searching like, hey, Jim's near me, you're going to be one of the first ones to pull up. And especially, I mean, kudos to you to be able to be able to, to focus on nurturing the leads as they come in yourself through your phone. Um, I'm sure that's a great personal touch that people are, are really surprised about because they're thinking, you know, that I'm just going to get fed into like an auto email sequence and we bombarded with those things and then get a link to sign up online. And I think the personal touch would definitely go a long way. Um, social media is is the thing that I think differentiates businesses. You know, you said you, you know, you've toyed around with it a little bit. Organic posting works, but it's also extremely um, time consuming. As I'm sure you know, if you're posting your own workout videos and everything, it's going to take days and weeks and months to build any kind of relationship with people that are following your page. And like you said, you don't want to jump right into the sale. So you you want, you know, two, three, four posts of building value. And then one post of like, like a call to action for a sale. 
The paid marketing is where we really see a lot of gyms having a lot of success right now. Um, but the thing is, again, it's super time consuming because Facebook's always changing. Um, you have new platforms that are up and coming like TikTok that you need to experiment with. If you don't know what you do, you're doing, you'll burn so much cash so quickly and not get any return on it. that You could dig yourself in a deep, deep hole um, if you're experimenting yourself. So um, I definitely get, get where you're coming from. And that's marketing as a whole. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours about marketing and all the different sources. Um, but have you ever tried like actually paid marketing and, and putting money into social media? Um, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's almost like a detached dream world in Wyoming, you know, from big cities or anywhere else. Cause like, I mean, yes, social media is prevalent. Everyone I know has a Facebook or an Instagram, but it's just not the same. I mean, it's not the same, you know, in Wyoming In Wyoming, it's still, it's, I mean, we have half a little over half a million people in the state. So, I mean, it's just, it's super small. The, the populations are concentrated in towns, obviously, but um, it's just, it, it's not as, it's not as useful in, in our town. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I have done some, but, you know, I think I would say I've never gotten a positive return anytime I except for the new year's marketing when I mm -hmm. do marketing for new year's. Mm -hmm. um, but that's because I also run a special for, you know, by a year, get two months, three or whatever, two months free. Um, and so that's, that's about the best positive return I've gotten from paid marketing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm just curious, uh, you did pay marketing yourself. Um, I do some, and then I've also my, my SEO, um, gentleman that helps me he uh he does a lot of facebook marketing stuff gotcha. um, and he, i mean he's he's an absolute stud at it so yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah no i definitely get where you're coming from and yeah it, it's going to come down to a balance of if you're in a small town you only have so many people uh you don't want to you know drown out the market and and blast you know everybody with everything especially you know like you said you're concerned about the culture too so you don't want to have every single person come in and have your culture change and have people leave because the environment's different etc so totally get that now going keep going down that um member journey they opt into your website they start having this back and forth conversation with you what is like the the sales portion of of your business look like um i'm assuming you're the you're the only one that's handling it uh what does the sales process look like of getting a lead that's this you know asking for more information to actually start being a paying member yeah so what normally what happens is um if they call me or text whatever i'll uh um i'll chat with them you know generally it's the link It's basically it's a, says you know send a message now for your free tour uh, which by free tour you know i have them sign a waiver you know they don't have to pay or anything they can get a workout in see the facility um ask me any questions but i mean it, it's it's just really simple process um and yeah i mean it, it's just it's, it's it's worked so far for me mm -hmm. so, so now um, you it's like appointment based and you're the one that is always showing up every time somebody is interested Unless I'm, you know, a traveling out of town or something, and then I will have uh, the gentleman that's a personal trainer or, you know, one of my really good friends that goes there. Uh, um, they'll, they'll meet them there and kind of give them the lowdown, you know, show them where everything is, ask them if they have any questions, you know, and just kind of, I mean, make them feel at home, you know, my gym's their gym. So. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, so a one day free pass tour is there anything else do you do like like free trials uh like extended days or any kind of like intro programs or anything like that you know no besides the new year specials and you know the free day you know and um i will i will tell people you know if you have a buddy that wants to come check it out and you don't want to have to schedule an appointment you're already a member you know shoot me a text i'll shoot him a waiver and you can come with him so 
it's kind of a, it's, it's, I, I use them as almost an employee to give them a free tour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, besides that, I don't, I don't offer any, I mean, my price points are $25 for a single person and $40 for a couple. So but in my mind, it's, you know, this is, this is the value I'm built up to you. This is the cost you, it's, it's up to you now. So, right. And you you mentioned that everything's month to month. There's no contract. There's no, like, you need to give us 30 day notice or anything. Um, how do they cancel? Just call you. Um, so it depends. Yeah. It depends on what, um, how they're set up. So, you know, if they pay cash, check card, Venmo. Um, so I do have recurring payments. Um, if they, if they do need to cancel those, they just call me, you know, I'll shoot it. I'll cancel it online. Um, and they'll get a confirmation email. And then I, I, I like when people drop off their key fobs, but I mean, honestly, the key fobs in the system, I installed myself, they cost me 20 cents a pop. So I just tell them to send me the number if they're, you know, they moved out of town already or whatever. And then I just delete it from the system and tell them they can toss it. So, yeah. Yeah. Got it. All right. Cool, man. Um, so price points, 25 uh, per person for a month, 40 per couple. What about personal training? Do you guys have standardized pricing or is it really just like whatever you or the independent contractor want to charge? Yep. That's exactly right. And um, it, it really depends on, you know, the length, obviously what they're going for. Um, um, I, I know that the independent contractor that I have right now, he does have standard pricing. I haven't looked at his sheet for a few weeks. So I can't recall it off the top of my head. Um, but right now I'm training say one guy I'm doing, I'm doing $45 a session. You know, um, it's usually about an hour long session. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I, where I stick with, but generally I go for those clients that I actually enjoy training and I, you know what I mean? Which is the 45, you know, seems pretty low, um, comparatively to some personal training, even mm -hmm. in this town. I mean, I just asked someone what they paid and it was $45. It was a dollar a minute basically. So, and, um, which is great, but usually I pick the clients. I enjoy training. I enjoy being around. You know, he actually owns a construction company too, so I'm building some value there for myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, I, I try to keep mine relatively um, accessible to people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now, what, what does the pricing structure look like? Do you do EFT as well, or is it more just packages or one-offs? Um, no, just just um, by the session. Yep. Gotcha. Um, yep, yep. I mean, if someone wanted to pay up front for, um, you know, X amount of sessions, I would give them a discount. I would give them, you know, a session free, two sessions free. Um, but with most people that I've trained, either they're my sponsored athlete for the gym, like the boxer I train in the morning, or they're, you know, he just wants to, where he has a super busy schedule and he just wants to pay by the session. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Is there any reasoning why you don't just go into like reoccurring EFT? If they're doing one session a week, you're charging for four every month, um, that sort of thing? Um, yes, mainly because we're really, I mean, we're, we're hitting it hard when I, when I go with him. Um, so that delayed onset muscle soreness for him might not set in, you know, right away he thinks it is. So he might text me in the morning one day and be like, you know, I got, I can't go today. I can't hardly walk. Even though we were going to do arms, like, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm too sore. So, yeah. um, really, yeah. And, and, and also, I mean, he's working 70, 80 hours a week, usually the people I train. So they have, need to have a little bit more flexibility and need to be able to travel if they need to travel. And mm -hmm. Gotcha. How many clients do you have or, uh, the other guy? Um, so I just have the one, well, I have the one and I have a sponsored athlete that, uh, um, I train. And then the other gentleman, he has, I believe six. Um, and I think some of that is online training. Um, some of that's nutrition training and some of that's in person. Okay. So, 
that's actually something important to talk about um when it comes to training you and him um you know you mentioned nutrition and online uh do you do that as well or is that just him yeah that's just him yep um i'm i'm a big believer in you know in person not that online training you know if someone already has a good basis that won't work for someone um same with nutrition but it's just it's it adds that personal feel it adds that extra motivation you know you're touching base you're seeing each other you're building a relationship you know sometimes i mean he's even said to me during a workout he's like well i don't want to let you down and i'm like you're not going to let me down do this for yourself you know what i mean but i mean it just adds that much that much extra to the to the value of yourself so yeah yeah exactly or to take it one step further like you have a client that maybe stopped with you a couple months ago and you run with them you run into them at the store and they feel all this guilt to be like oh man there's my trainer i've 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 been meaning to get back to you i'm sorry that i gained 10 pounds like look that's you that's not me yeah it does yeah totally fine i have people tell me all the time like you know, when I get calls to cancel or, you know, they, they need to switch gyms because it's closer to their house or whatever. And I, they, I mean, they seem almost apologetic and yeah. I'm just like, no, like this isn't, I, this isn't a thing. Like, this is why I have no contracts. Like I want you guys to be happy, healthy, like live good lives, like do what makes, do what, do what's best for you. You know, mm-hmm. if I can be a part of that, like that's amazing. So. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a couple things that I forgot to mention or ask about just the, the format and the, the model that you have 24 seven, you know, you're pretty much one man show. Um, do you have any kind of like staffed hours there or are you pretty hands off that you're, you're never at the front desk? Nope. Wait, we don't have a, we don't even have a front desk. Honestly, oh, okay. you walk in, it's straight to buy, you know, straight to cardio equipment. You go into the main area, you know, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's basically, um, it's a home gym in a large facility that everybody can use. So gotcha. and then what's, <laughs> what's the square footage? Like how, how big is so it? So the weight area is a little over 2000 square foot. And then I have a little cardio area that's about 100 square foot with a couple bikes. And then I have a larger cardio area on a, a second level. that's about 400 square foot. So, okay. About yeah. And it is, a, it, it is a garage style building. I mean, it's got 25 foot ceilings, two big 14 foot doors. So, I mean, in the summer, it's not those bad boys open and really yeah. enjoy the weather too. So. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, and now, you know, you being open for, is this the single, the, the original location? You jumped right into this location? Yep, this is. Yep. Nice, nice. It's awesome. Now, do you own the location outright or are you renting it? I rent the location. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, man. Um, you know, really just think about wrapping up here, uh, talking about your goals, right? Because you have said 75 members, I think. You're you between you and the other trainer, you just have a handful of clients. Um, you know, banking on referrals, uh, not really doing any kind of like offensive marketing. Um, what is the what is your main goal? What's your main focus for the next like three, six months? Uh, like what kind of benchmarks do you have in place for, uh, for like 2022 really? You know, I would like to get back over a hundred members, um, during like right before COVID I was, I mean, I, it was doing really well. I had, you know, probably a hundred and 110 about, uh, members. And then there was just that natural reduction with COVID, you know, people might've lost jobs, you know, stuff, stop employment in other towns or whatever. Um, so that natural reduction, I actually dropped to like 50 after COVID. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, in this last, last actually probably three months, I probably had 40 signups or so. Nice. So, and I mean, granted with some of that, there has been some people leaving or coming or going, but um, it definitely, it definitely would be nice to get back over a hundred. Um, hopefully add another personal trainer in there um, that that's good and, and um, be competent and maybe even, you know, partner with me on some of the gym. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So 
understanding the the timeline, you worked your way up to 100, 110. COVID hit, went down to 50, back up to, to 75. You mentioned you had 40 clients can't come in, but with with attrition, you know, it's it's not net 40. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to project out for you uh, when you when you plateaued at 100, 110 for COVID, what did the growth look like up until COVID? Were you plateaued there, or were you continuing to increase in COVID hit? No, it was still it was still cruising along. Nice. Um, yeah, it was doing really well. I, I mean, I was having probably a good five signups a week right before COVID hit. And then, um, yeah, then it hit. And I mean, obviously that stalled out. Thankfully in Wyoming, we were obviously less population. We don't have to be quite as strict with our stuff. So I only had to close down for a month. Um, uh, and I had a lot of people, you know, offer to keep paying or whatever, but I just decided, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel like these people think that I owe them something or whatever. You know, there, there's a, there's a fine line between, you know, business and friendship with, with the community that you build too. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be careful with that as well. So, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Uh, okay. And then you, so you mentioned five a week up until COVID and now mm-hmm. fast forward to now, is it still around five a week? Um, the last month for sure. The last month for sure has. Yep. I actually have, I have, um, I've gotten three so far this week. I have two scheduled for next week. Um, and I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'll get a phone call 8am, you know, email, whatever. And they'll just say, Hey, I'd love to sign up at your gym. I've heard great things. Um, especially now the school's back in, um, I'm getting a lot of college kids this year. Um, nice. which hasn't been in the past. So that's kind of evening out with, you know, people maybe leaving for other jobs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm really glad to hear that. You seem to be crushing it. Uh, any other goals or anything else on the radar, any other expansions or adding other services or products or anything, or is it just purely just scaling? Um, it's scaling. I, I would like to honestly offer some competitions, um, some mm-hmm. sanctioned competitions, whether that be powerlifting, strongman, um, CrossFit, really, I mean, any of them. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in just, finding something that you're passionate about and pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And that'll help with the community too. If you're really holding yep. uh, competitions, everybody can gather and then you'll drum up more and more interest in competing, which will end up hel- helping your members really hold themselves accountable because they're <laughs> working toward a goal um, <laughs> and it'll, it'll, it'll keep the momentum will pick up from there. That's awesome. Yep. Two, and then, two birds, one stone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you mentioned uh, growing personal training. So I'm mm-hmm. curious your plan on, on doing that. Is your plan really just to keep, filling the gym with members and hoping that a percentage of them will just continue to be interested in training? Um, you know, I have some friends that are looking to get to change where they're, they are personal training. Um, so I, I, I just mention it offhand to people. I, I want it to be really natural. Like I don't want them to feel like, you know, I can offer them this great, you know, they can run their own business. Cause honestly, as you know, I mean, running any business is, it's stressful. It takes a lot. You know, I mean, it's, it's not, you don't you don't just get to take off whatever day you want. You don't just get it. I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult. It really is. But um, I, I, I just kind of want it to be natural. I, I want to meet someone. I don't want to, you know, put out there advertise for it because I, I want it to be the right person. I want to get a feel for them before they know that I have this opportunity for them. Right. Right. Yeah. And then really, I mean, if you do have a, a trainer who's interested in, in jumping ship from the current place coming over, not to say that they're going to steal all the clients and bring them to you, but that will happen because as we know, allegiance yeah. is more to the trainer really than to the gym. Um, yeah, that'll yeah. help you on the membership side as well. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. All right. Uh, so that pretty much wraps it up. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have anything else. Is there anything you want to talk about? 
cool. No, I think, I think, yeah, that oh, was a good no. basis. Good, yeah, good, no, I good think, chat. <laughs> absolutely. I think we tackled a lot. Um, I really appreciated hearing from your story and hearing it's interesting. You have a unique situation because usually it's either like CrossFit style gym, where it's group training, 2000, 3000 square feet, um, you know, fully involved, or it's big box 24 seven that's bigger, right? You seem to be mm -hmm. the size of like a CrossFit studio, but also under the model of, of like a, a big box facility, which is interesting because I mean, your main reasoning and in going into it was being as hand off, hands off as possible, right? Being as like passive income as possible. And it seems like you really achieved that as far as the model goes, it's just a matter about scaling. Yep, definitely, definitely. And I mean, I, I definitely am blessed um, that I do have another job and I run a successful, you know, construction business. So. So it gives me kind of that leeway to where I can really model the gym how I want to. Yeah. One thing I'm just curious about, uh, and then we'll, we'll end here, is if, if the gym was able to scale as high as, as much as you would want it to, would you ever consider like uh, leaving your construction company or is that do you love it so much that you always want to do both? You know, I, I love them both so much that I, and, and variety is a spice of life for me. Like I really have to, I have to, I have to have a lot of things going on um, just to, you know, stay out of my own head, you know, keep everything good, keep everything running. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird, weird deal, but it just works best for me. And, and I also don't ever want fitness to become a job because, you know, I was a college athlete and when I had to go to practice, had to do this, had to, it was like, man, this isn't fun anymore. Like, I don't, I don't really want to do this. So, <laughs> Absolutely. You see that a lot yeah. with personal trainers. They, they love yeah. working out. They love helping people. But then when they're in the gym 12 hours a day, they become miserable and then they jump ship from the industry. Yep, exactly. So, perfect. Perfect plan. All right, Graham, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Uh, it was really a pleasure to hear about you and your, and your gym and your story. Um, if anybody in our audience wants to learn more about you guys, or maybe they're possibly within driving distance, they want to check you guys out, where should they go? Yeah, so um, it's uh, Haven Haven Gym on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's a black background with a gray H is the logo. So pretty easy to find. I think there's only one other one. It's like in New Jersey with completely different logos. So, um, but yeah, we're in Sheridan, Wyoming. Um, the number on Google is my cell phone, like I said earlier. So, you know, you can shoot me a text, whatever call. Um, I might not always answer, but I get back to everybody. So. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Graham. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And it for our audience out there. Uh, if you guys found value out of this podcast, uh, click the subscribe button so you know when new episodes are aired. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured on this podcast like Graham, you can apply by clicking on the link in the description. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.